0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is April 6th, 2020. We have completed the road to WrestleMania, and now we hit the reset button, as commentary would tell you 50 times on tonight's show. We're going to talk Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk a lot of the happenings that are going on here on the Fightful Podcast. A reminder, we had post shows for both nights of WrestleMania. I put them together into one show. If you feel like sitting there listening to it for three hours... And our co-host did a couple of shows on her own as well. Check them out at instinctculture.com. I am joined by Denise Salcedo and Denise.
1: I am so excited to be back, by the way. Um, Why don't I so say that? Take Sorry, I'm not, even make, I'm not even making any sense right now. Wait, so what can, crown? You take your
0: crown as the top heel of Fightful.
1: Yes, exactly. Your, your
0: boy, Bill Goldberg, lost, Denise.
1: Okay, so I will tell you because of that one rant I went on last week, or that the, I basically stuck to my guns for like the first time ever. During this match, I swear my heart was pounding. I was like, I need to see Goldberg win just so that I won't lose an argument or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, I feel I have a lot riding in this match, way more than I should be. And lo and behold, it was a disaster and he didn't win so it denise, was what it was
0: you know what i say to you that's what i say to you <laughs> oh, or here because denise looks at me from a different camera
1: yeah i was going to say i don't get it oh thing thank you thank you this is the dead to me look I literally wanted Goldberg to win just so that I can, like, come out Hello. here and be like, yeah, and do all of that, and I was right, and whatever, but unfortunately, I had to take the L.
0: Oh, man, well, um, we're going to talk about a special interview that you had, but we're going to talk about it towards the end of the show when it's a little topical. Reminder, guys, youtube.com slash Fightful is where you can watch these shows live. If you're watching live, donate a Super Chat, any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. Our Fightful Select dipped a little bit under 500 subs because of the end of the month, but I'm still doing a QA and a this week. So go over there and subscribe if you want to ask as many questions as possible. Anakin JMT said, who knew the big show was the secret Final Mania boss? Does this count... Big Show showing up as a WrestleMania appearance or a Raw appearance? I need to know for stat purposes.
1: I think it does count because during the match, he did mention something about four decades. So he mentioned something while he was out there. So I guess you can take that as a confirmation of that.
0: Undertaker hit that. Undertaker hit an impressive stat of main eventing WrestleMania across four decades. But then again, I know Big Show did at least one, well, okay, he he did in 2000, he did not main event in 99, but he has competed across four, so that's pretty cool. Andrew Nolly, with a very generous super chat, says, I thought Raw was decent tonight. Alistair Black versus Apollo Cruz was a match I didn't know I needed, and Bianca is already a main eventer, in my opinion. I can't wait to get to those, but uh, Apollo Cruz got more time tonight than maybe he's gotten in the last two years, Denise.
1: I know. I will give my thoughts when we get to that, but I think I have different thoughts based on what I saw on mm, your Twitter. Heel. Based on heel. your thoughts. Yes, I'm the official heel now.
0: James O'Rourke said, Been a while since I've super chatted you guys. Didn't watch Raw, uh, but I can't leave you guys hanging. Love you all and everything you do. Thank you so much, James. That means a lot. Uh, Aaron Jay's fan says, That was shocking. Not in a good way. We'll talk about it. I didn't. I didn't necessarily hate the main event segment. But but let's get into what kicked off the show. Asuka defeated Liv Morgan. I really thought Liv Morgan should have won here. Um, I'm all for protecting Asuka. But Liv Morgan just won last night. Asuka just lost last night. I don't think 50-50ing anybody or everybody gets anything done. And Asuka is basically bulletproof. You can heat her up with two or three wins no matter what. And everybody will remember what she's done Oscar uh, controlled things early on, but Liv looked really good in the ring. There was a good head scissors through the ropes, a skateboard stomp. I thought she delivered on a very important match, but ultimately Denise, she got beat with a German suplex, shining wizard, and an Oscar lock.
1: Yeah, a win for Liv Morgan would have counted a lot more than a win for Oscar. And here's the thing. I had two thoughts while watching this match. The first one was, this is finally a raw match that I'm seeing Liv Morgan in that I'm actually excited to see her in, where I was excited to see this match. Secondly, I feel that because, you know, we had that break where we didn't see her while she was getting that reinvention, that makeover, whatever you want to call it. And then she came back and had this whole really disappointing uh, storyline with Lana. And so I almost kind of forgot what she can do in the ring. So I think that, yeah, her match with Natalia was good. But I think this was a match where it was kind of like a a reminder of, hey, you know what? Liv Morgan isn't half bad. And I actually really enjoyed this match as an opener. And I think it was one of the matches I uh, enjoyed the most out of tonight.
0: And uh, the thing is, Liv Morgan has a lot of fans backstage, too. A lot of people know how hard she works. And uh, know that, that she's putting in that work and working to get better. I think she's really good. I think that her offense is working out really well, and it' it's just it, it goes to show that WWE has these, these women that can evolve and go up and be on the level of some of the horsewomen, but they've got to be given the opportunity. And 50/50ing these people is not the way to do it, because they, they do that with feel- everybody.
1: I almost feel like it's so easy to throw Liv Morgan and there's a few other girls on the roster to be easily typecasted as a certain type of female at a certain type of level. And I think that's what we've sort of been seeing with her. She's just one of the examples of that. But I think that with her give her more time to talk give her more 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 of a more of a purpose and i think she can easily get over with the audience and have just so much more she can easily become one of the top women uh even if she had some like a run like alexa bliss did when she was really hot for a really long time if Liv morgan had something even similar to that we would be able to see more of a success for her and i think she has the full potential
0: I want to thank you guys, all of you who tweeted at Team YouTube, to get us back in your subscription boxes. Hopefully this is the last battle we have to have uh, with YouTube. I had a friend who is, I think, a, a partner manager or something like that, with or an account manager, who was like, I'm talking to YouTube on the phone right now. Anything you want to ask me? And I said, yeah, when are they going to fight me in the streets like a man? Because I'm ready for it. <laughs> Sick of this. Lake Thunderlock says... I was rooting for Goldberg just because Strowman blocked Jervis Cottonbelly on Twitter. Like, who could do that? <laughs> Jervis is such a nice dude. Come on, now. Reminder— At uh, least I
1: wasn't the only one. D-
0: oh, okay. I thought you meant he blocked you on Twitter. I was like, no. No,
1: no. I meant, like, the only one rooting for Goldberg, even if it was for totally different reasons.
0: Let me ask you, does anybody in the wrestling world have you blocked on Twitter?
1: I have not been blocked by anyone.
0: I, that's the—okay, so that's the thing. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, how could somebody block Denise? I mean, there are some people who will just block anybody, but.
1: No, my goal was to get blocked by Kim Kardashian, but I wasn't blessed. A goal? Why? why It was my goal. You know how many Swifties were sharing screenshots being blocked by Kim Kardashian? I can't praise that one.
0: I mean, I follow a couple people on Stan Twitter. I like to keep that list thin. And. At least once a day, there is somebody whom I have never interacted with that has me blocked at least once a really? day really oh yeah I, I do I do the insta block in that case they they do just get... few people ah eh, well, if they've got me blocked, I'm just going to go ahead and block them Jason check says hi s r s and Denise, thanks for the raw review. Hey, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. I'll tell you what I didn't appreciate Street profits Austin Theory and angel garza um I don't even know where to start here, Denise. Okay, so they had a match last week that also involved Seth Rollins. They had a match last night in which Bianca Belair debuted. And then tonight, there were three matches. And Rob Wilkins, here's the thing. Rob Wilkins sent a sarcastic tweet saying, or a sarcastic super chat saying, Booker T versus Benoit had a classic uh, seven-match series. Shout out to the Street Profits versus Theory Garza. I thought they'd hit all seven tonight. Here's the thing, Rob. They've already finished the best of seven because Street Profits have won all four of the matches so far. Best of seven completed, Denise. Did we need four matches from last week to this week? Did Bianca Belair need to debut last night if she was going to show up tonight? Did we need Zelina Vega to lose via DQ? Why couldn't she have just won... This took 35 minutes. This Somehow this was shorter than Randy Orton and Edge. I've got feelings <laughs> and emotions, and I'm angry about this.
1: Okay, see, I am not ah! as angry as you are. I cannot be this angry because the way I saw it is, hey, we all know the current situation, okay? <sighs> we don't have to repeat that. We don't have to talk about that. We all know it. We know that the roster right now and are slim, Pickings. So this was a um, loose way of me using creative way to get three matches on the card and take up, what, 30-something minutes? I know maybe they could have done something different, but hey, it is what it is.
0: Angelo versus Austin, Montez versus Garza, then Bianca versus Zelina. Okay. It It wasn't hard, and Zelina came out in her gear, so you knew some shit was up because she never does that. And here's the thing, I I tweeted, surely this is going to be a six person tag. So when Bianca showed up and cut a great promo, mind you. I thought it was one of her best promos I've seen her cut. Really good. I'm just like, "Well, one, why wasn't Bianca there from the beginning?" Because we saw her last night. Everybody saw her last night. And then when I saw this, I'm like, "Why did they even do that last night? Why did they have this match last night?" Because it's it's the third and fourth match. This did not need to be on quote-unquote WrestleMania. This would have been just as cool on the Raw after Mania. Like, you weren't missing a crowd pop or anything like that. And it would have been a little bit more surprising. Nobody who watched last night was surprised to see Bianca Belair show up and help Montez Ford tonight.
1: Well, see, because it was essentially the exact same thing, the exact same match. When she came in, pretty much at an exact the exact same way that she did the night prior, so there wasn't really any surprise. You could have had her, you could have had her do her what she did on WrestleMania. That's fine, but then today it could she could have been brought in in a different way, or just already have announced the match, whether it be the the three on three or Zelina versus Bianca. Either way, I think the second they announced Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin in theory it was like oh we already saw this this is a repeat so I think automatically a lot of the viewers just tone out change the channel hey I'll be back later when they have something different something I haven't already seen Um, so this one for me just itself like from the beginning it kind of lost a lot of interest I gained interest when the actual when Selena and Bianca were going head to head I gained interest there I like the finish of the three on three but other than that it was kind of just It is what it is.
0: This trio is 0 5 since last Monday. Zelina, Austin, and Angel Garza. Why should anybody be arsed to care about Austin Theory at this point? He's brought up and he loses every single match he's in, every damn one of them. So I don't know why anybody should care about him. And I feel bad for him because he's going to be very good. Uh, Bel Air won with the KOD, but it's like, man, they did not need to do a six person tag. Bianca Belair has spent the last year and a half being over, despite the fact that she keeps losing NXT title matches. So when she gets in there with somebody who isn't even a even not even a part time wrestler in in Zelina and can't put her away in a singles match, it doesn't look as impressive. It's, uh, and she is a very impressive woman. Everything about her exudes superstar and great athlete and main eventer. Like, she is so good. I just think that they, they fumbled this. I think they could have yeah. went all without last night and just done it all tonight and made it better. They could have had a 15-minute tag title match and then done all this.
1: But it didn't bother me, though, that they had this match and that it kind of took a while with Zelina and Bianca because one of the things that I like, we've talked about Zelina's strengths are obviously what she says and how she acts and how she plays the role of the heel. So because of that, I felt she offered a really nice counterpart to Bianca Belair and everything that she's been doing. So she comes out and she cuts up this amazing promo where she said, because I go here now. That was one of my favorite lines that I have heard in a really long time. It was classic, mean girl but you know in a way that wasn't uh didn't come off as a heel obviously so i really like how both of them complemented each other in that sense so yeah she could have easily put her away but um but i think that i did actually have some i had some interest in this
0: and Zelina is a competent wrestler i don't want anybody to think i'm taking away from her abilities it's just the way she's booked is as a manager and i don't think that Zelina vega should have been booked as being more competent in the ring against Bianca tonight than Sami Zayn was against Bryan last night or, or a couple nights ago. Sami Zayn was very much treated like, hey, he's a manager, not a wrestler. He's just going to get lucky and catch this guy with a boot off a of distraction. I Like Turtles sends a super chat and says, how far back are these shows taped? Why'd they move the announce table? Why do the wrestlers have their backs away from their opponent when they come out? Uh, the announced ta- or s- several parts of the show were filmed different times, different days. Uh, so it was a couple weeks ago, across the middle of the week. Uh, they're they're taping more stuff very soon. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I have the exclusive on that up there. That is our premium service where we're breaking news all the time. I'm gonna have news about Firefly Funhouse and. Uh, some more WrestleMania backstage news. I had a story about wrestlers pitching to get pile drivers back in WWE on Fightful Select. So that's, uh, worth a shot as well. Andrew Lovavar, Lolavar, sorry. He says, clearly Vince watched Big Show on Stone Cold Podcast and reminded him he owed him a main event title match at Mania. So he <laughs> gave it to him here. Uh, well, I mean, he's had one. He had the one at WrestleMania 2000, but. I can't remember which... I I guess I misremembered that story or something. But Big Show is a guy who's been around a long time and he's got a show coming up soon that Alex is going to review for Sour Graps. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, We have another super chat. The Line Drive saying, Big Show showing up like Goro at the end of Mortal Kombat. Thankfully, Drew knew his combos very well. I, I thought that... All things considered, Big Show looked really good tonight. I mean, physically and in the ring, I thought he looked very good. And although I thought it was ridiculous initially, I was like, okay, you could do a lot worse than this as well. You could do a lot worse, I think, than this match that we just saw go 28 minutes. Now, normally I wouldn't be too keen on this, and I never thought this match was in doubt. But Aleister Black defeated Apollo Crews. Denise, turn heel on everybody. Tell us why you hate Apollo Crews getting an opportunity finally.
1: Okay, when you word it like that, it sounds really, really bad. That's not what I hate at all. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wasn't. I know a lot of people thought this was great. I just, I i had zero interest. Zero, zero interest. It just didn't, n- n- it didn't do anything for me. Like, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. I kind of felt that it was too long. Sure. Um, to me, I just kind of felt like uh, like Cruz came across a little bit too bland for my taste. So I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. But I'm just going to say it didn't pique my interest.
0: Well, fortunately, you are my witness. And for months on this show, I've been saying, hey, bring Apollo Cruz back to Raw. Team him with Tazawa. Put him with Titus O'Neil. I really wouldn't mind that, uh, mind him getting managed by them, but this is the best that they've had. I don't want to say the best Apollo Crews' look, it's the best they've had him look in his WWE main roster career. He was brought up with no plan, no character, no NXT extended run, anything, and was just left there. Just left there. Now, Tom Phillips says. This is an expiring Raw draft pick! And I'm like, that that's not... Because the only, the only way they could make sense is if they're saying this was the draft pick consideration in the Nikki Cross-Alexa Bliss trade. But they didn't say that. They said draft picks that were about to expire, and i that does not make sense, but I'm going to applaud the effort to try to make it make sense. Anyway, they at least said something. But Denise, they could have just said hey, by the way, we traded Mojo Rawley to SmackDown for Apollo Crews.
1: <laughs> yeah, when they said that, I thought to myself, I was like, wait, there was just, he was he just waiting around to get drafted? What's happening here? Um, so that was a little bit confusing, but hey, they they gave an explanation, so it's fine by me.
0: Yeah, even the explanation didn't make sense, but whatever. Crews Crew showed that he could hang with Aleister Black and... I love the work. Cruz moonsaulted off the apron and he really beats Alistair Black's ass for the majority of this. He does his finishing move, the chariot, and Black kicks out. And that's like 12 minutes in. Maybe even 10 minutes in. Uh, They traded kicks and Alistair Black did a scissor sweep, which I never see in pro wrestling these days. Like, never see a scissor sweep in WWE, I should say. Other pro wrestling does it. Or other people do it. Uh, Cruz is selling his leg heavily, which is... It's cool. Like he's There's no heel or baby face in this match. You just got a good match. And Cruz gets his signature spot, but Black catches him with a knee and a black mask. And unfortunately, Denise is like John Cena. She's just interested in the same old stuff and wants to keep all the young <laughs> talent down.
1: All right. Definitely not what I was getting across here. Okay, why, I'm why sorry. Don't you,
0: why don't you come out here? You can come through your door. You can set up your camera. You're wearing your NWO shirt playing like a belt, like a guitar, like your Hulk Hogan, because you just want to hold young talent down. That's it.
1: Not, definitely not. I'm sorry, but if you're, if you have not been able to, I'm very easy to get, to get somebody, for me to be interested in someone. If you don't do that automatically for me, I'm sorry. It's a pass. I'm moving on. Uh, That doesn't mean I don't like him. That doesn't mean I don't like certain people or whoever. But I just need a little something more to get me interested. I just can't get invested for, like, no reason.
0: Well, then do me a favor and explain your boy, Humberto Carrillo. Because this squash (laughs) match didn't do a damn thing for me.
1: Okay, see? See? So he's a young talent. Are you trying to keep Humberto down? Yes. See?
0: Yes, I am. (laughs) I admit to it, though. You're a bad person because you don't admit to it. And I'm going to I'm gonna do a complete 15-minute cinematic match with you, playing off of all your comments and references and all Damn, that. Damn, I'm
1: going to get exposed.
0: Yeah. I'm going to do Did it. Denise
1: Salcedo, exposed. And
0: here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a phone call with you where it sounds like you're okay with me releasing information, and I'm just going to slice a little bit of it. But then in like 12 years, my mother-in-law is going to reveal the entirety of it. That's what's going to wow. happen. That's what's going to wow. happen. Wow. The a deep cut, isn't it, Denise?
1: Yes, it is. It really, really is. I can't even defend that because that's just wrong.
0: My God. So Humberto Carrillo defeated Brendan Vink, who is an NXT guy who is being used as an enhancement talent right now. And he's huge. He's 6'5". And he did a big boot and a chin lock. And Carrillo did some nice high-flying moves that look really good. The offense is pretty. I just don't give a damn about him.
1: Yeah, but this was sort of good. This was, this was good for him because we look at Vink, we look at his size, and, you know, a lot of people who are watching this are going to be like, oh my God, Umberto beat a guy his size? Okay, that's pretty impressive. So this match was was fast. It was fine. It wasn't like anything that I'm going to remember. Maybe even tomorrow, I'm going to forget about it by then. But hey, at least it gave Umberto career a, a rising star, something to do on the show.
0: Well, if people are concerned about the size of your Vink, And your ability to be a rising star. But you don't want your performance in the bedroom to end as quickly as a squash match. Check out our friends at BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they're chewable so they get into your system a lot faster. Quicker than Seth Rollins can beat Denzel DiJornet, for the love of God. But... Since they're chewable, they work up to lo- they work a lot faster, they're ready when you are or when you're not, and I've been touting this as, as really what, what should sell you on this.
1: This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Yes, right now, you don't have to go to the doctor or the pharmacy, and you don't want to be leaving. Some of you, quite frankly, can't leave. And you should be ordering this stuff online as opposed to going to the doctor, going to the pharmacy, if you can avoid it. And that's what you can do via Blue Chew. It's prescribed online from Blue Chew affiliated physicians and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. That way you can deliver a package of your own. Oh yeah. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Let them know you heard about them from us at Blue Chew. And I'm telling you, the fact that you don't have to leave your home for this is great. It's great. In this environment? In this economy? In this economy? Rob Wilkins says, Shows Netflix is (laughs) 10 episodes. Uh, The 8 p.m. hour of Raw was longer. Oh, God, yeah. My God. So, Seth Rollins did win a squash match, and I like this, Denise, against Denzel DeJournette. We don't see him in squash matches. It's like every match we see him in is a competitive match. And quite frankly, sometimes I think these top guys, need you need to be reminded, hey, why are they a top guy? My only qualm is I would have loved to have seen him do some stuff that we don't normally get to see him do. But it's him throwing a guy around the ring and hitting a stomp. His hair didn't even go down.
1: I think... Okay, so first of all, I love angry Seth Rollins. He's pissed Mm -hmm. off. Hey, he just lost a big match. I love the fact that they were trying to say, hey, he's angry. This didn't... WrestleMania didn't go as planned for him story wise. I love that. Uh, I want to see more of this. And yeah, I agree with you in the sense of, hey, even after he won the match, this could have been like, no, this isn't enough for me. I need to continue on and keep beating him up with whatever else there is just to get my point across that, hey, I'm pissed off. So but other than that, I really I actually enjoyed it for like the few minutes that it lasted.
0: I am all for squash matches, including top talent. So so often, I think they're just done for people who show up on the show, and their first matches are squash matches. That's not the way that they used to use those to get people over. You would have established talent show up there, and one of the, the attractive points of a squash match is you get to see them do all their cool moves there, and that's where you learn that they have these cool moves. It doesn't just become a spot in a match. Like, Seth Rollins could have won with a buckle bomb or something like that and that's further established the finisher. Uh, we see some interviews that were after WrestleMania and I like these because the majority of people didn't see these and it's fresh content like Bobby Lashley saying that he wants new management or a divorce. Now, Denise, you are engaged to be married so what happens if your video doesn't do the, do, 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 do the right number of views? Are you saying that's it? divorce I'm blaming you
1: I was like where are you going with this I had no idea where this was going your,
0: your next Taylor Swift video all the easter eggs it doesn't do very many it does 1000 views and you're like sorry homeboy hit the bricks cause I don't think that's fair and Bobby Lashley is a crafty veteran of wrestling just because his wife said no do the spear and he did it it's her fault
1: You know what? Being in a relationship for a long time, sometimes you get blamed things for things you did not do, and sometimes you get mad at the little things. So I can see that happening. Now, will I myself do it? No. Hey, some people move fast, okay? They move fast. All I'm going to say is I just want it to be over and done with. I don't care what they do. Just finish it, complete it, whatever.
0: Yeah, this sucked. Kevin Owens is backstage and he says he's happy he finally got a Wrestlemania moment he can be proud of and he isn't sure what's next but he's ready to move on. I thought that was succinct. It was good. It means we don't have to see a million more matches because we've already seen a million matches out of these two. So I'm glad they're moving on. A reminder guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount gets your question or statement read on the air here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications we are live all the time. Wednesday, we got two shows going live. Uh, I think think Jeremy and Joe have two days of the distraction this week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. So stay on the lookout for that as well. And you'll get Jimmy Vann's thoughts on WrestleMania on Wednesday. Keeping on to the interviews, we see Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch's YouTube post-WrestleMania interviews. I liked I liked Baszler's. Uh, Becky, you nothing, liked
1: it? I like right. it.
0: I thought it was all right. I, she seemed to indicate that her loss would unravel Becky, but I didn't like the agony of matched, defeat. So. Go ahead.
1: I said the agony of defeat. There I didn't like. I didn't like it. I really didn't. I thought it came off a little cheesy.
0: Well, consider the source material. It's Shayna Baszler, who's friends with Ronda Rousey, who used to say all kinds of weird stuff. But this was this was just to let you know, hey, they're probably not done. So there's some more going on here. Uh, I'm very happy that Ricochet and Cedric Alexander are not done as a team. I would get them a manager very quickly, or I wouldn't turn them heel. I wouldn't make them baby faces. I would just have them play off of each other and know how good they are, because they're very good. They're unbelievable in the ring, Denise. But I think they got to play off of each other and have like that sort of cocky behavior, not necessarily in a heel manner just something to set them apart.
1: I think that what would be good for them as a tag team would be to be rebranded you know get some new gear something that actually matches make them look like an actual tag team now obviously maybe that may, may not be the route that they want to go in but I think this is the route that's working for them we know we need more tag team in the tag, team, tag teams in the tag team division so why not have them Ricochet and Cedric to actually become a full-fledged tag team so I think they need to be rebranded in some sort of way to make them actually look like one
0: yeah I don't disagree with that at all uh I think that'd be good and they looked great tonight they faced Oney Lorcan and Danny Burch who hit really hard uh but then Cedric and Ricochet run through some offense inverted atomic drop enziguri front suplex standing star press we go into the neuralizer uh, and Ricochet's recoil which is a little bit different these days and they win I'm glad they're winning raw needs new fresh tag teams because everybody but AOP, well, even AOP to a degree, has been 50 50 That's the frustrating part. WDB got better at making sense of things and, and, and explaining things, but everybody is 50 50 right now, Denise.
1: Yeah, I could definitely use for some somebody. I, I, at this point, I don't even care who. I would I would like to have somebody go on a streak or something. But for the most part, I just don't want to see the same guys in the same matches changed up a little bit every week. I want to see something different. And I've said this before. Hey, there are a lot of guys that still haven't gotten any sort of TV time. Man, put them in there as a tag team. I don't care. Just get some new faces in there just to sort of mix it up. Um, I will say that for this match, I love the fast paced finish i thought it was exciting so i really did like this little quick match
0: rafael garcia friend of fightful said will vince go half on a private island with dana white have you heard about this
1: i've heard i've heard about the fake ariel hawani tweet and everything that was like going on with that and how dana white was like super desperate to find some place to shoot everything at so
0: so dana white is supposedly getting a private island
1: Ford. Oh, that's now oh, – I didn't know about yes,
0: that. Yes, he's pursuing a private island so he can hold UFC events.
1: I thought he was going to go to those um, – res- uh, what do you call those places? Indian the, reservations. The Indian, re- Indian reservations. Yeah, I thought well, he was going to do that event, unfortunately, essentially.
0: Unfortunately, the stay-at-homes can extend to there. But if he gets his own private island, he can do whatever he wants to do. He's going to fly in fighters on private planes – the story's up at Fightful. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. I mean, they just announced that uh, Justin Gaethje was replacing Khabib Nurmagomedov because that fight ain't ever going to happen. But UFC 249, uh, like, I honestly expected to not be covering UFC in a couple of weekends. But looks like I'm going to be. I I have no damn clue. But yeah, I'm surprised, honestly, if the stay-at-home wouldn't have been put in effect in Orlando. I think they probably would have tried to be like, hey, Vince, can we do the Performance Center?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: But Rafael Garcia follows up and says, this is basically the plot of every Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, they get flown to the middle of nowhere, and they fight to the death. That's what it is.
1: It's just crazy to me because, I mean, come on, look at every other sporting event. I mean, everything's canceled. So it's like, man, just take the L. Take it. (laughs) Even tennis is done, and
0: golf, like you couldn't find more isolated stuff. Tennis players are on opposite ends of the court. You got a line judge. You got somebody to grab a ball, and you got the two people and somebody to film it. That's it, and they're not doing that. Golf? Golf? You need like two people out there for golf? And they're not doing it. Unbelievable. Nia Jax is back, and she defeated Deanna Perrazzo. Bless Deanna Perrazzo. That poor woman. Signed. She was going to be the first Ring of Honor women's champion a couple years ago. She got signed. They haven't had her doing anything but getting crushed. She gets hit with it. Yeah, their...
1: but that happens, though. Everybody knows that that's a possibility and happening.
0: It does, but it doesn't usually happen for women who are working 100-plus dates on the independent circuit on their own. <laughs> before they get signed. She had worked Impact, Ring of Honor. She was scheduled for All-In. Um, I can't remember what else. She she had done a little bit of everything, so I was very surprised that nothing has happened with her. But uh, she gets hit with a nice short-arm clothesline, a Samoan drop, and I like that Nia Jax has adopted the Rampage and is using that. Uh, what did you think of the Nia Jax return tonight?
1: You know... Every time I think about the fact that she, you know, she's had to go through this two torn ACLs, man, that is no joke. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. So because of that, I'm just like, dude, congrats. You made it back to the ring. It could have been very easy just to be like, that's it. I'm done. I had a good run. I'm out. Uh, but she's she didn't. She came back. So I got to applaud that. Um, I think the match was exactly what I expected. I don't think I've ever been like a real big Nia Jax fan personally. So I think that right now I would like to see something new with her now that she's back. And like they said, this is a new time to reinvent yourself here. We're re-kicking, we're restarting things off. So I would have liked to see something new with Nia Jax.
0: Yeah, and uh, Nia got back in less than a year from double ACL surgery. That's pretty impressive. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And, uh, oh man, I, I I applaud her for doing that because that's got to be tough. That's got to be tough. But lots of squash matches on this show, right? Yep. Yeah. Main event, well, we didn't know it was a main event. They actually show footage from twenty minutes after the WrestleMania match uh, between D- Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar, and Drew already has his side plates on, but oh,
1: I didn't even I didn't even notice that. Yeah,
0: he showed him off, and he thanks Paul Heyman for motivating him. And out comes the Big Show with a referee. Now, Denise, you interviewed Big Show. I assume you interviewed him today, right?
1: I did today,
0: and you talked about his new show, The Big Show Show, which you have watched the whole first season. I understand.
1: Yeah, I watched the first season already. So, um, so real quick with that, the the season it's really cute. It's a family, it's a family sitcom. Big Show, his wife, his three teenage daughters. So essentially, he's making the realms as a dad with teenage girls. So you can imagine all of that drama. It's a very, very uh, Disney type of show, but it's really cute and it's totally different from a lot of content that Netflix has. As you know, a lot of Netflix content is very dark, uh, more for a mature audience. It'll Really have a lot of family-friendly shows, and so this one kind of nails, nails fills in that that box for this uh, for the, sh- the Big Show show. And so I spoke with the Big Show today. Um, we had an interview, a twenty-minute interview, which I was very very thankful because he was just super chill and was like, "Hey, I'm available for however long you want." And we talked about how. For years, he had been pitching Vince McMahon like, hey, I want to do something where, you know, uh, more comedy based because I don't get to do that much with my character as a big show here in WWE. And so for a long time, this was something that he wanted. And so when the Netflix deal... WWE came about uh basically vince was like hey i got the guy for you and it ended up being the big show and so the big show basically said that he was absolutely like grateful and surprised that this opportunity came about and so he's just kind of like rolled with it and we talked about that and then just kind of went out and talked about the rest of the show and we had some funny uh some funny comments we found out that the big show is a swifty he's an arianator oh. <laughs> and from the looks of it, he just no longer eats toothpaste-filled sandwiches, yeah. okay?
0: <laughs> I remember him doing that with Cole. I, I, I saw you ask him about that, and he was like, okay. He's like, I haven't in about 20 years, I think, or whenever he did that with Cole. But I I, I really yeah. enjoyed the interview. You guys should check it out. Uh, it's great stuff from Denise. It's over at uh, on her YouTube channel. So make sure you guys check that out. Did you hear Pete Davidson's comments about Ariana Grande on his stand-up? No. It's very entertaining, but I'll save it for the end of this. Since you like to talk talk, pop culture, we'll save it for the end of the show. But Big Chill comes out with a referee. He does not have a briefcase, but he wants a match right now, whether it's for the title or not. But the thing is, he said, Oh, I'm not challenging for your title. Not right now. Not at Money in the Bank. And it's weird... Because I'm conflicted on Drew not wanting to fight him. Because if Drew wanted to, he would have looked dumb. He would have looked ballsy, but he would have looked dumb. But he was like adamant. I'm not going to fight you. I will not fight you tonight. Nothing you can do can make me fight you. And then Big Show slaps him. So how do you think that made him look? Do you think think it made him look necessarily smarter than it did, I don't want to say cowardly, because he did just face Brock Lesnar. That's the thing. But in pro wrestling, it's always hammered in. The baby faces will fight everybody at all times. And that's not always the smart thing to do.
1: It may not be the smart thing to do, but I think, like, hey, this was, you know, happening right after he had this big win. He's pumped. The blood is running. He's, you know, feeling the best he's ever felt. So I think, in my personal perspective, I would have been like, yo, let's do it. I don't care. I just beat Brock Lesnar. I can beat anybody I can beat you a seven-foot, 400-pound guy. I don't care. So for me, I would have just done it and then, hey, done it fast and then gotten over it with – it over and done with and then celebrated as champion.
0: So they start the match, and I was like, all right. But I was like, surely they're not going to put the title on Big Show. Surely they're not going to. And really my only problem with the match was Byron Saxton screaming – This has never happened before. Nobody has won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania and then defended it less than 30 minutes later. And I'm like, what? It was so specifically wrong, Denise. It was so just particularly wrong. I was like, surely he's going to say one more thing that it will make it a qualifier and make it true. Surely he's going to say... Nobody's successfully won the title at WrestleMania and then defended it less than 30 minutes later against the seven-footer or against the star of a Netflix series or against the guy that ate toothpaste sandwiches. But no, he left all that off, Denise. And it's like, ah, oh, Yokozuna did it. He did it against Hulk Hogan. He beat Bret Hart and then he lost the title to Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah. And see, that's the thing for me that, you know, so many things like that get said and done throughout commentary. And we know that. So because of that, I don't take it that seriously, because I I expect it. We've seen it happen numerous times. Uh, But I think for me that it does suck when things like that do happen, because commentary or whoever's on commentary, if it's a sporting event or whatever, the person is supposed to be like the knowledgeable person The I have the facts, I have my history, I know what's happening. happening uh you know that person with all of the information that's supposed to provide it to you and entertain you at the same time so we already know that that's you know maybe that that's sort of kind of lacking so to me that's why i wasn't like too upset about it It was just
0: i hated it reminder guys get your super chats in uh we'll answer them at the end of the show because we are quickly approaching but i thought the match was actually good big show big show dominated it but it was good
1: it was it was exciting. So because of that, and then Big Show gave Drew like a really ugly slap that just kind of like kind of like woke him up and said like, "Hey, like I'm not here to mess around. Like what you think I'm just gonna come out here to not to you know be taken seriously." So I actually like that they actually roughed house did a little bit.
0: Somebody in the chat saying Byron should have said no one has successfully. Yeah, he should have. That would have made it fine. Big Show hit the old Vader bomb elbow. I like that. Drew fought back and hit a body slam on Big Show. Show hit his choke slam. Drew dodged a KO punch and hit the Claymore for the win. And I thought it was thought it was good. I honestly I enjoyed that match more than I enjoyed the Lesnar match last night. And <laughs> that's that's because we saw the same match the night before in that title match. So hey, cool. That was a fine, it was a fine Raw, and I mean, honestly, I'm able to, to kind of fall behind on Raw a little bit these days because I can fast-forward through, let's be real, about an hour of it. And a two-hour, two 15-minute Raw, pretty solid. If it didn't have all that street profit stuff, I would have thought this was a very good Raw. But how did you feel?
1: You know, considering the fact that the past few weeks, they've been showing a lot of replays that have were like right smack in the middle of the show that really took us out of it. Um, They didn't do that this week. They had a lot of matches and I appreciated that. I, I like the fact that there was a lot of there was a lot of new faces. That we saw so that was refreshing um so because of that i i thought it was it was fine i mean i knew it wasn't the raw aftermania that we all know uh can have like a full potential but this one it was fine i just think that right now it's pretty much a holding pattern we don't know what's going to really happen in the next few weeks it's kind of just give and take what's going to happen no idea
0: Guys, I want to thank you all for joining us all weekend. Of course, uh, we have the Distraction Show that airs intermittently throughout the week. We have The Listen You Boy. It's our news show on Wednesday. We have the Wednesday Night War post-Smackdown, and we're here reviewing all sorts of uh, every TV show. But every single weekend, I'm trying to give you guys some special content. We have Alex doing a watch-along of the Big Show show soon. We have uh, Fightful's Funniest Moments, I think two parts of that. We have uh, all kinds of stuff. Jimmy Van dropped a fantastic interview with Bill Stanhope of LJN. Jimmy Van has the widest, most valuable collection of LJN WWF action figures in the world. And he spent an hour asking Bill Stanhope a lot of questions. Even if you don't know or care about LJNs, if you have ever bought toys and enjoyed them or action figures, check that interview out. It's fantastic. Jimmy has a lot of incredible insight of his own. Uh, I've got a ton of interviews that are releasing. This is Indie Month at Fightful. So we've had Eric Stevens interview drop. Uh, Joe, Josh Prohibition, who was on the cover of Backyard Wrestling, the video game, drops tomorrow. Gregory Iron, AJ Gray, Marino Tanaglia. We've got a ton of stuff, and I have a lot more interviews dropping. And don't forget, dozens of podcasts every month on FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us if you want to show your love to Fightful. Subscribe to Fightful Select. But Denise, what do you got going on?
1: Alright, so as we mentioned earlier youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo please check out the Big Show interview I think you guys will really enjoy it and leave some comments because I'm trying to impress some people so that I could hopefully get you, Shaw, you know what I'm talking about, so I could yeah. hopefully get some more interviews that is the key, okay, more interviews and I should be having some other ones with some creators, musicians and actors coming up also on the YouTube channel, so a lot of random stuff but I think you guys will enjoy it, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo and uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo.
0: Engagement helps a lot on that stuff, guys. Whenever Denise lands a big interview, or I land a big interview, I had Kofi Kingston this past Friday. If uh, you comment on it, you leave a thumbs up, you share, you you like it, you, you view it, it
1: goes Anything. a long way.
0: I had I t- spoke to Kofi Friday about getting into a fight with Vince McMahon on a plane, uh, his relationship with CM Punk, all types of stuff he's done at WrestleMania. Show that some love. Show Denise's some love. But until next time, guys, we're out.